Hello and welcome to the Art of World Building podcast, episode number one. Today's topic is an overview of the podcast and what you can expect. This podcast is based on my three-volume series of books called The Art of World Building. While I won't be reading from the text, I'll be covering portions of the same material, and I'll also be introducing myself and my world building experience. Do you want practical advice on how to build better worlds faster and have more fun doing it? The Art of World Building book series, website, blog, and podcast will make your worlds beat the competition. This is your host, Randy Ellison, and I have 30 years of world building advice, tips, and tricks to share. Follow along now at artofworldbuilding.com. What I'd like to begin with is an overview of the podcast and what we're going to be covering during the episodes. For the most part, we're going to be following along with a three-volume series I have written called The Art of World Building. Uh, The first volume is called Creating Life, the second volume is Creating Places, and the third volume is called Cultures and Beyond. And that's basically a catch-all for everything that didn't fit into the first two volumes. I'm not going to be reading passages from the book if you want to hear that. Uh, There's going to be an audiobook of each volume forthcoming. But I will be more or less following along with the content of the three volumes and starting with Creating Life. So let's talk a little bit about what is in each volume so you know where we're going with all of this. Uh, Volume 1 talks about why we should build a world or even if we need to. And then it goes on to talking about how to create gods, species and races, world figures like heroes and villains, monsters, plants, animals, and finally undead. The second volume is called Creating Places and it talks about how to create a planet, then a continent, Uh, land features like uh, forests, mountains, swamps. And then uh, there's a big chapter on understanding sovereign powers. This is something that is often not covered. Uh, In many cases, it seems like people just present everything as a generic kingdom and they don't go into the details of what's going on with this government and how it functions and what the effect is on people. So there's quite a bit of research I did that I basically uh, shortened it and made it something that's easier to digest and is it has a focus on what a world builder would need to know to create believable sovereign powers and a better variety of sovereign powers. After that, uh, we talk about how to actually create a sovereign power, then how to create a settlement, and then another subject that doesn't seem to get covered much, which is travel over by excuse travel by land, which you know it's in in a medieval society or a fantasy setting, it's usually going to be. Uh, horses or wagons or even mythical creatures like dragons. So how do we figure out how long it would actually take anyone to get from one place to another unless we have a reliable way of doing this? Um, So there's quite a bit of information about that. There's another similar chapter on travel by sea. This is another subject that most of us, unless we're into sailing, we have no idea how long it takes to get from one place to another on a boat or a ship. So there's a Quite a bit of information about that, including ship types on that chapter. Uh, There's another about travel in space using fictional technologies. And then we go on to talk about creating time and history and then places of interest, such as a supernatural phenomenon located somewhere. And then there's a bonus chapter on how to draw maps. For Volume 3, Cultures and Beyond, we're going to talk about, of course, cultures and things like greetings, uh, how to create a language, religions, military groups, the supernatural and a system of magic, uh, and of course magic items, and technology if you're doing sci-fi. And then uh, there's a big chapter on how to create fantasy names. And then there's also another chapter just about keeping everything in perspective so that you don't get overwhelmed with the act of building worlds. 
The three volumes don't need to be read in order, nor do their contents, and this podcast also can be listened to out of order. However, I will say that there are probably going to be times when I don't finish a subject in one podcast, and I'll be resuming it in the next, but I will make sure that the description of the podcast makes it very easy for you to understand when this has happened. One of the subjects that tends to trip up world builders is how to start or where to start. So throughout the book and even in this podcast series, I've provided tips on exactly what to do. These usually come at the end of a chapter and they will come at the end of a podcast as well. The reason being that I think it's important to understand the subject that you're going to create before you get an idea of where to start. So for example, with the gods, you know, you need to know all of the things that you need to consider about this and figure out which one is the most important to you. And based on what I've explained at the end, I will say, okay, if you want to do this or that, here is what you should start with as a world builder. Otherwise, you can start on this. And here are the things that can wait until later. There is more help that you can find on the website, artofworldbuilding.com. Note that it is not theartofworldbuilding.com, even though that's the name of the book. The website is just www.artofworldbuilding.com. One of the resources you will find on that website are free templates that you can download and use while you are creating worlds. So for example, each volume covers various subjects, and as a result, there is a template that goes with each volume. So for volume one, creating life, there are templates for creating a god, a species, a world figure, a monster, a plant, an animal, and an undead. These are all free to download. There is one catch, however. You just have to join the newsletter for The Art of World Building. I have a separate newsletter for just that. Um, If you are interested in my fiction, you know, feel free to read something of mine. You can actually read a book I wrote called The Everfiend for free by joining the fiction newsletter. Both of these are located on the same uh, sign-up form. So as you're joining the newsletter for The Art of World Building, so you will be emailed the free templates. You can also check check another box for the fiction newsletter and you will get a link to download the ebook of The Everfiend. The link for that is at artofworldbuilding.com slash newsletter. And what are you going to get in that newsletter? Well, in addition to the templates that you can download, you're also going to get I think at this point it's bi-monthly tips on how to do world building. These tips are drawn partly from the actual volumes. Uh, Sometimes I find other useful things out there on the internet and I will summarize these or send you links. No one likes spam, so I'm not going to send you a lot of stuff. I just don't have the time, honestly, to do it. And you don't have the time to read it if it's not useful. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review the show at artofworldbuilding.com slash review. Reviews really are critical to encouraging more people to listen to a show they haven't heard of before, and it can also help the show rank better, allowing more people to discover it. Again, that URL is artofworldbuilding.com slash review. So let's talk just a little bit about me. After all, you're listening to my podcast. Why should you follow my advice? Who am I? What have I done? Well, I have been doing world building for almost 30 years now. Much of my work has been on a single planet called Lurien. It even has its own website now as I'm beginning to publish my stories. And I wanted a, another place for people to go and find out more information, partly so that I am not tempted to just go on and on about my world building and all my creations in the context of a story. We'll talk more about this problem later. It's called the problem of exposition. This is one way of going around that. But the point I'm making is that I'm pretty much kind of nuts to have spent three decades building the same planet. Um, I'm something of an expert. I've done just about everything that is in 
this podcast and in this series of books. So I have practical experience with everything. Now, in addition to building Lorien, I have sometimes built other worlds for just a single project, like a short story or a, a one-off book that is not going to take place in that setting. So I've done everything from this incredibly intense and in-depth creating of one setting. And then I've also done this kind of well, admittedly skimpy approach to just one setting that I, you know, a setting that I need for one story that I don't want to spend an incredible amount of detail and time doing that if I'm only going to use it once. And I've got some advice for you in this series about when to do what and how to decide how much to do for each of your projects. If that's not enough to convince you that I know what I'm doing, well, you can take the word of best-selling author Piers Anthony. I was lucky enough to get him to take a read-through of Volume 1, Creating Life, and he had this to say, It is exhaustive, well-written, and knowledgeable. I, as a successful science fiction and fantasy writer, have generated many worlds, so this material is familiar, but it would have been easier and probably better had I had a reference like this. It is realistic, recognizing that the average writer may not have the patience to work out all the details before getting into the action. For those of you not familiar with Piers Anthony, I first came across his Incarnations of Immortality series, and then he's probably most known for his Xanth series, which has almost 30 books. It actually probably has more than that at this point. I recommend checking out his work. It's pretty good. One of the things I talk about in this podcast and in the series of books is that we need to find a way to balance explaining our world to the audience and then maintaining our story, our narrative flow. We don't want to stop our story to say, hey, here's this thing I created and go on and on for paragraph after paragraph about how to do that. So um, I try to keep the world building practical and accessible for the the audience. And I think this is something that you as a world builder also need to focus on. So I've got quite a bit of tips coming your way for how to do that. As for my actual writing, I do have this three volume series of nonfiction books. I have also written over a dozen short stories, and I've written about six novels, uh, some of which I'm in the process of starting to publish now. My focus is for the most part on fantasy, so much of my advice is admittedly a little bit weighted towards fantasy, but in my experience, most of it really does apply to science fiction as well. Um, it's just something like travel in space that is obviously much more of a sci fi thing than fantasy. As a final note, I'm also a musician. My degree is technically in classical guitar, but I was always more of a rocker. I have released three albums of my own instrumental rock, including the title song that you heard at the beginning of this podcast. Um, I've also released an album of classical guitar and one album of acoustic guitar instrumentals. And so I've had a lot of experience putting together major projects and releasing these to the public. And now I'm working on doing the same with my fiction career. And this podcast is even part of that. And last but not least, I'm still a working stiff like you probably are, so I work as a professional software developer in the Washington, D.C. area, and I have my own consulting company that I've been doing for quite a while now. And, uh, you know, it's a good way to pay the bills, and more importantly, it pays for all of my releases. By the way, you can also get a bunch of free MP3s from me. If you're on that newsletter sign-up page, there's another section for music. You can click the checkbox. I think it says Instrumental Guitar. Get another email from that series and you'll get a, about a dozen emails, or excuse me, a dozen songs that you can download from that. So I give away a certain amount of content for free. If you are someone who supports crowdfunding efforts, you can go to artofwellbudding.com and there's a page on there for Patron. I am on that crowdfunding site. You can do, donate as little as a dollar a month 
to support this podcast um, and any of my other projects as well. It all kind of goes into the same bucket. So let's talk world building. If you are following along with Volume 1, Creating Life, we're going to be discussing the subjects that are covered during the introduction. One of the things that we always need to decide on is what is our goal? So we're going to look into how to examine these and figure out what our options are. We're also going to look at using analogs. An analog is something that exists on Earth that we can leverage and use in our setting. So, for example, we might have a civilization like that of Japan, and we might want to borrow elements of that when we are creating a sovereign power on another world. And we're going to talk about the pros and cons of how to do that and how to not be too obvious about what we're doing, because what you don't want is to have the audience see this culture that you've created and have them go, oh, it's just Japan. Come on, you didn't do anything original there. You just stole that from Earth. So we don't want that kind of reaction. That brings up the subject of what we really mean by world building. Now, uh, it's perfectly fine to do something like have a story happen on Earth, but we do a reimagining of something like the Greek gods in modern times. You know, a story like that is fine, but that is not what I mean by world building. World building is really the act of creating an imaginary world. Now, I say world and we call it world building, but more often than not, we're creating far less than a whole planet. I mean, I've been creating Lurianne for 30 years, and I still only have two continents done at this point. Now, it might be good to have all the continents named and have some high-level ideas on all of the regions, but as far as doing details of each continent, well, that's just kind of crazy. So that's one of the things that we're going to be looking at is to figure out just how much we need to do for each situation. I also want to throw out a general disclaimer that this will come up more when we talk about species and races, but for the most part, I use the word species throughout this podcast and throughout the Art of World Building series, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about why I'm doing that, but I just wanted to point that out now. I'm not going to keep saying species or races. And on the same note, if I'm talking about fictional characters that we might want to invent, I'm just going to go ahead with the male pronoun he and not say he, she all the time. So this is not meant to be disrespectful, it just is easier for me. Throughout this podcast, I'm going to be talking about fantasy and sci-fi, so just to make sure we're all on the same page. By fantasy, I generally mean a world without modern technology. Uh, It's going to be something like The Lord of the Rings, where there's knights, there's castles, there's magic, uh, fictional creatures like dragons. And then for sci-fi... Usually we're talking about technology that doesn't even exist yet on Earth. So it might be a future stage of Earth, or it might be on entire other planets, like uh, in the Star Wars universe, where there's no connection to Earth. But generally they have technology that we do not have. Much of the world-building advice is really applicable to both of these. But uh, if I do talk specifically about something being for fantasy or for being sci-fi or science fiction, depending on what you want to call it, um, I'll bring that up at the time, but most of the advice will cover both. All of the show's music is actually courtesy of yours truly, as I'm also a musician. The theme song is the title track for my Some Things Are Better Left Unsaid album. We're going to close out today's show with it. You can hear more songs at randyellipson.com. Check out artofworldbuilding.com for free templates to help with your worldbuilding. And please rate and review the show in iTunes. Thanks for listening.